to side with him. Bali Maharaj said, don't fight with him. You see, here you are not going to win against her. And besides that you are wrong, why did you steal somebody else's wife? As if there is any dearth of women in this world. <laughs> like why you have to steal somebody's wife? You have plenty of women to enjoy. So give up your pride, just uh, return his wife and make peace with him. So Ravan kept on reasoning with him. Said, I got into this fight. I got into this. Now there is no way I can retreat. I have to fight. Even if I die, I have to fight. So then Bali Maharaj said, look, the wisdom is you assess the strength of your enemy. If the enemy is more powerful, then you make friends with him. And if the enemy is weaker than you, then you fight with him. Or even if the enemy is equal to you, then also you can take a chance and fight with him. But never fight with somebody who is more powerful than you. Bolivar is very wise, actually. So still Ravan won't listen. Bali said, look, I mean, if you, I'm giving you good advice. If you don't listen, what can I say? Like, I will, I have to say good luck, that's about all I can say. Anyway, since you have come to me, I should give you some gift. So, it took Ravan to Golden Mountain. Started with diamonds, like the size of a human being. Huge diamonds. Beautifully started diamond, beautifully shaped golden mountain. So he said, take it. Ravan tried to lift it, he had great difficulty. Mind you, Ravan, who actually lifted Mount Kailash, uh, he was having difficulty in lifting this mountain. Then Bali Maharaj told him, you know what this is? This is the earring of Hiranyaksha. And that Hiranyaksha, my grandfather, great-grandfather was killed by this rock in another age. So who are you fighting with? <laughs> but still, <laughs> one <clears throat> amazing quality of a, of a demon is that he doesn't listen to good advice. <laughs> And so <clears throat> the wise wisdom is to recognize who he is and surrender. When we don't surrender, we don't want to surrender when we want to establish our authority. When I want to become greater, then I cannot surrender. But when I recognize that Krishna is the greatest, then was the difficult thing And when we do that, then our life becomes successful. Our existence becomes perfect. That is the purpose why we all are here and discussing about Krishna's pastimes. Simply, simply to recognize how great Krishna is. <clears throat> Kamsa, actually all these demons, they acquire a lot of power. Like you remember Hiranyakashipu, what kind of power he acquired? He practically became immortal. Not only he was extremely powerful, 
but he became practically immortal. He couldn't be killed by any man or a demigod or a rakshasa or a dhanava or a daitra, a serpent or an animal. He couldn't be killed by practically anybody. He wouldn't be killed by any weapon. He wouldn't be killed either on the street or on the ground. He wouldn't be killed inside a house or outside a house. You know, practically he became immortal. He thought that he'll outsmart Brahma and become immortal. Brahma told him, I can't give you the boon of immortality. But he thought, okay, fine, you don't want to give a boon of immortality, fine. I will somehow or other find a way to become immortal. But can anyone be immortal in this world? Mainly, can anybody deny the arrangement of the Lord. So, uh, he won't be killed by any man or woman, I mean man or animal. <laughs> so, he came as a half-man, half-lion. Neither a man nor an animal. He won't be killed during the day or night. The Lord selected to kill him at a time when it was neither day nor night. Who can be so intelligent? Like, if people think that this is a story, then who can fabricate a story like this? with such amazing arrangements. <coughs> so, he won't be killed by in, in the space or on the ground. The Lord placed him on his lap, which is neither the sky nor the ground. He won't be killed inside the house or outside the house. The Lord sat at the doorway, neither inside nor outside. He won't be killed by any weapon, so the Lord used his nails, which is not a weapon. So in this way we can see that how, no matter how powerful one may be, no one can, no one can defy Krishna's supremacy. No one can disregard Krishna's authority. So this is how the Supreme Personality of Godhead makes all the arrangements. So, <clears throat> at that time, one, there was a king, a king long time back actually. He came in the Kshatriya, I mean, Surya dynasty, Sun dynasty. His name was Raivata. He was the son of a king called Anartha. So this is another thing, like many, like today practically most of the people think that all these Vedic presentations are fairy tales, stories. And don't they call it mythology, mythology. Now, what is the meaning of mythology? Uh, Hindu mythology. Uh, Hindu mythology. Mythology, the word, my, my, actually it's mythology. Uh, so that's the Indian way of saying it. <laughs> that's coming from the word myth. Myth means Myth means unreal, untrue, mythical. So meaning these are all fabricated stories. But the thing is, when we go into it, like this is how, when you, as we spend time in Krishna consciousness, 
as we go deeper into Krishna consciousness, our conviction becomes stronger and stronger. Because we see that how scientific it is, how real it is. For example, we will notice that whenever a person is presented, his lineage is presented. It begins with the Kshatriya when it comes to Kshatriya lines or a Brahmana line, there is a clear line. The Kshatriya line is coming from two roots, two origins. Moon God and Sun God. Vivashwan and Som. For example, Lord Ramchandra appeared in Surya dynasty. And that, mind you, in Bhagavad Gita also it has been presented. Imam Vivashate Yogam Vivashate Yogam Praktavan Ahamabhayam Vivashwana Manavipraho Krishna is saying that I gave this knowledge to Vivashan, the sun god. Then Vivashan gave it to his son, Manu. So this is the sun dynasty. Vivashata Manu. From Manu to Ikshaku. How many of you remember that Ramchandra appeared in Ikshaku dynasty? So does it make sense? Ikshaku, Manor Ikshaku, Ikshaku Vyavya So this is how evam param param raptam. In this way, in a line of saintly kings. That means in the line of this dynasty, the knowledge was flowing. Similarly, not only father, grandfather, great-grandfather, it goes all the way uh, up to Sun God, who is starting. Similarly, Chandravamsa, Moon Dynasty, Krishna appeared in the Moon Dynasty. So, and these are the two Kshatriya lines. And then, uh, Brahmana lines, uh, we can see, uh, there are Bhrigu, uh, uh, Bharatdaj, uh, Vashishta, and all these, they are the lines. Ulasta, Pulaha, Krotu, Angira, Marichi. They are the originators of the Brahminical lines. So we always find that there is this, this clear understanding of whose son one is. So Raivata, King Raivata, he was the son of Anartha. A great powerful king. So Raivata had an extremely qualified and extremely beautiful daughter. And he felt like the father wants to marry the daughters to a suitable husband. I don't know about nowadays, but those days that was the custom. <laughs> so so that, that was the very custom. The father had the responsibility to get the daughter married. Those days, girls did not choose their own husbands. So, so Revati, Raivata wanted to get a suitable husband for his daughter, Revati. And so he went out with his daughter in a chariot, looking all over the world, and he couldn't find a single husband, suitable. So then he decided to go to Brahma Loka and ask Lord Brahma. So he had the mystic power, with his potency he could go to Sattaloka. So he went to Sattaloka, and at that time Brahma was listening to the music of some apsara and dancing of some apsara. <laughs> So, so he had to wait. So when the, the performance stopped, when the performance ended, then Brahma asked him, so what happened? So Raivata, do you want something? So Raivata said, look, I am looking for a suitable daughter, bride for my daughter, a bridegroom for my daughter. So, can you please suggest, can you please tell me, because you know everything. So, who is 
So Brahma said, look, one moment here is four yugas there. So the time that you spend there, the whole thing has uh, completely changed in the earth planet. So many kalpas went by, so many yugas went by. So none of your relatives are still alive. The whole thing has changed. Treta uh, Yuga is over and Dwapar Yuga is about to be finished. Anyway, you go there and the Lord has appeared as Balaram. He is the suitable husband for your daughter. So then, Raivat <coughs> uh, <coughs> brought his daughter and arranged for wedding to his mother. And Dwarka was, the half of Dwarka was, uh, I think 36 Jojana's diameter, and Kushasthali, which was the capital of uh, Raikata, was joined with Dwarka. So Dwarka became double inside, and that's why another name of Dwarka also is Kushastavi. That actually Balaram got as a Dowdy. <laughs> so this is another thing. Dowdy system is also a prevalent. But that is natural. The father to the daughter whom she whom he loved so much would give naturally gifts. But not that it demands the Boy's size demand. You have to give this. You have to give this. As I told you, Rakshashas <laughs> entered into the Brahmana families and destroyed the Vedic culture in this way. So, <clears throat> the only solution is Krishna consciousness. As I was mentioning yesterday, the real Brahmanas are the devotees of Iskand. Srila Prabhupada is actually creating real Brahmanas. Otherwise, what's going on in Brahmana, Brahminical culture, there is no cultural person. Prabhupada used to jokingly say, uh, pulling a rickshaw in the streets of Calcutta, uh, wearing a Brahmin thread. <laughs> so proud of a Brahmana. But, What's his occupation? Uh, pulling rickshaws. Because uh, there is no understanding, there is no education. The real education is being distributed by Srila Prabhupada through his discord today. What are the qualifications of a Brahmana? A Brahmana will follow the four regulative principles. Are they doing? The devotees are doing? Uh, no matter whatever you have done in the past, but after you join this one, are you following that? Uh, a Brahmana is submissive to the Lord. He studies the Vedic scriptures. Patan, patan, jajan, jajan. Studies and teaches. Uh, are you doing that? So this is how the real Brahminical culture is being established by ISKCON in today's world. And it's expanding. How many of you got Brahmin initiation? <clears throat> how many of you are devotees chanting Hare Krishna? <clears throat> how many of you have? So when you are chanting Hare Krishna, then what happens? And surrender to how many of you have surrendered to Krishna? Okay, I mean I know we are being very humble. How many of you are at least trying to surrender to Krishna? Okay. So that's what makes you what? That makes you what? Vaishnava. And in that calculation. Who is superior, a Brahmana or a Vaishnava? So how many of you have become, trying to become Vaishnava? <laughs> so are you situated beyond Brahminical standard, beyond Brahminical plan? So that is what Iskand is doing. 
<coughs> Sometimes somebody criticizes, oh, Prabhupada, criticize Prabhupada in India. Why are you giving Brahmin? Why are you making Brahmins out of the Europeans and Americans? And Prabhupada used to say, because I'm quite, they are becoming qualitatively Brahmin. They have become qualified. According to the qualification, they have become Brahman. They may not be by birth, but what really matters? Uh, did Krishna ever say, Chatur Varna Maya Shrishta, Janma Karma Vipadasa? What is Krishna's statement there? Guna Karma Vipadasa. He created these four Varnas according to the Gunas. So whether one is a Brahmana, actually everybody is invited. If Indians are coming, joining, they are welcome. Brahmanas are invited to join a Kshatriya. Kshatriya nowadays there is no Kshatriyas. <laughs> In democracy there is no Kshatriya. But Vaishyas are there, Shudras are there. So when one becomes Everybody has the right to become a devotee of Krishna. Everybody has the right to become a Vaishnava. That is the real understanding. And <clears throat> Brahminical qualification may be very stringent, but Vaishnava's qualification is very simple. The thing is that a Vaishnava simply has to surrender. In, some, in one way, you can be, you can look at it this way. A big man has a big multinational company. To become an employee of that company, one needs a lot of qualification, isn't it? Uh, MBA, Harvard, Stanford, <laughs> so many years of experience. <laughs> and then he gets a big position. But does the son of the proprietor doesn't need any qualification <laughs> to become involved in the company? Just because he's the son, he's the owner of the company. So all the other situations like material position and all that, position of a demigod, position of a brahmana and all that are like a matter of being employed. Whereas, to be a devotee is like becoming the children of the Father. So if you're the, father, if you're the child of the Father, will it be difficult for you to establish your relationship with Him? Now, how many of you consider that Krishna is the Supreme Father? So if Krishna is the Supreme Father, is He your Father? <laughs> Are you his son yes. and daughter? Yes. So, is, do you need any qualification to become Krishna's uh, children? You are that. That is our real identity. We are the children. Krishna is telling that I am the seed-giving father of all the living entities. All the living entities. It's not that only we are his children. Everyone is Krishna's children. But some recognize that fact, some do not want to accept that fact. Now, when we become related to somebody very great, what are problems you automatically be solved? What to speak of becoming related to the Supreme Personality of God? And that is the good fortune that we have already acquired. Now let's go back to the Lord's pastimes. <laughs> Today I'll tell you a very interesting pastime that everybody likes to hear. After Balaram got married, 
it was time for Krishna to win. <laughs> Balram is the elder brother, so he had to get married first. One day, Narad Muni went to be visited one king called Bhishmaka. And Bhishmaka had a daughter who was more beautiful than the goddess of fortune. She was more beautiful than Lakshmi Devi. Is it difficult to accept? Because she is the origin of Lakshmi Devi. She is the Mahalakshmi. From her came all the Lakshmi. So, and she was extremely qualified. And King Bhishmaka wished that she would get married to Krishna. Especially one day when Narad Muni came to his palace, Bhishmaganadar, uh, father worried about his daughter's marriage. <laughs> so I think every father has that anxiety. Mother also, so <clears throat> so now she he asked, can you please tell me who is the suitable match for my daughter? So Narad Muni started to tell him about Krishna, and he started Narad Muni started to glorify Krishna's activities and. Just being around there, Rukmini listened to Narayana's description. And just by hearing about Krishna, she fell in love with him. So this is how wonderful Krishna Katha is. Just by hearing, you fall in love with Krishna. Is it happening? <laughs> anyway, I'm not as eloquent as Narad Muni. <laughs> so, so Krishna, she, uh, she fell in love with Krishna. And Bhishmaka also thought, well, Krishna is a suitable husband for her. And he also recognized that Krishna is a Supreme Personality of Godhead. So who can be a better candidate than him? And Narad Muni also went and told Krishna about Rukmini. Now hearing about Rukmini, Krishna also fell in love with her. So they developed a love for each other in this way. Rukmini thought, that yes, she just by hearing she offered her heart to Krishna. But when Bhishmaka proposed that Krishna, that he wanted Rukmini to get married to Krishna, <coughs> Rukmini's elder brother, who was in bad association, he was in the association of Jarasandha, Shishupal, Dantavakra, all these demons. So he developed some animosity towards Krishna. And he objected. No. Not him. What's his? Who is he? Uh, a coward boy? Do you want your... Uh, do you want your daughter to get married to a Vaishya? Coward person? Some say that he is a Kshatriya, but even if he is born as a Kshatriya, even if he is the son of Boshudev and Devaki, he was brought up in, in a village with the coward boys. <coughs> Did not have that aristocratic upbringing. He was not brought up like a Kshatriya. And uh, who should he, should be the Suitable candidate, Shishupal. 
Look at his family line. Chedi dynasty. And look at his character. So Bhishmaka didn't want to go against his son because he knew what Kamsa had done. Remember what Kamsa did? Arrested his father and put him in prison. So he was worried that his son also may do something, something like that. So although at heart he really wanted Krishna to marry Rukmini, but he didn't want to go against Rukmini, his demoniac son. So, and uh, uh, the arrangement was made. So, the proposal was sent to Shishupra's father. And so, they were very happy. And Shishupra was very elated. And so a day was fixed for waiting. Rukmini felt, no way I'm going to get married to anyone but Krishna. I would rather give up my life that I won't marry anyone else. Anyway, as a last resort, she thought of writing a letter to Krishna. And she sent the letter to Krishna with the Brahmana. And in that letter, she mentioned that I heard about your qualities. Hearing your qualities, I could understand that you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So I have accepted you as my husband. So now, arrangement is being made for me to get married to Shishupa. Now how can I accept somebody else when I have given my heart to you? Now please claim me as the most precious possession. Now you may wonder that I am protected and how will you enter into the, the palace fort to claim me? So there is a way to do it. There is a way, device that I have developed. The day before the wedding, I will go to the <coughs> temple of Parvati, Devi's temple. And when I go there, at that time, you can come and you can clean. So this <coughs> Brahmana went to Dwarka. Krishna received him with great honor and the Brahmana was rested and fed and rested. So then Krishna asked, so please tell me what can we do for you? So the Brahmana then said, look, I brought a letter from Rukmini. And so she, he gave the letter to Krishna. Krishna read it. And he immediately called Daruka, his, his chariot rider. Get the chariot ready right away. And Krishna immediately got into the chariot. He took the Brahmana with him also. And he left. Now Balaram got to know that Krishna alone he left. And it's going to be, he is going to go and claim Rukmini. And he is going to confront all these you know, powerful kings and their army. So Balaram then gathered the Jadu army and went to Kundin, Kundin the capital of Bhishmanka. And 
So in the meantime, Shishupal and his entourage he is surrounded by Jayatra, Dantavakra, Pondraka, Bituratha. So they are all uh, surrounded by them with a huge army. It has been described uh, like Pondraka came with two Akshogini soldiers. Then Bituratha came with three Akshogini. Dantavakra came with five Akshogini. And Jarasandha came with ten Akshogini. So twenty Akshogini soldiers are there besides their own army. And they were actually worried that the expert thief may come. <laughs> that because they knew that Bhishmaka wanted Rukmini to get married to Krishna, so they were worried that Krishna may come and claim. So they took this preparations, came with full entourage. When Krishna came, the Balaram joined him also. So Bhishmaka, when he got to know that Krishna and Balaram came, he greeted them, received them respectfully. And in the meantime, Rukmini is waiting. Only nine hours left for waiting. And the Brahmana did come back. And he was wondering what happened. Did Krishna really receive the letter? Uh, did Krishna... Is, is Krishna going to listen to my appeal to him? Or Krishna will think that I am so insignificant that he doesn't even care for me. So in this way she was in great anxiety. And at that time, the Brahmana came with the good news that Krishna is here. So Rupini started to dance with you. And what did he say? He said, don't worry, he'll come and claim you. <laughs> the Brahmana was thinking that he did such a great service. <coughs> now, he'll get some great reward for that. But what did Rukmini say? That you have done such a wonderful thing that I do not know how to repay you. All I can offer is my humble obeisances to you. <laughs> so the Brahmana was thinking, after all <laughs> this service, all I am getting is humble obeisances. <laughs> But when the Brahmana went back to his house, what did he see? Actually, Rukmini made a promise to her that I'll always stay with your family. That means Lakshmi, uh, Lakshmi Devi will always be. And when he went home, he found that he could also recognize his house. Just the way it happened to Sudama. <coughs> He couldn't find his house. It had a simple hut. But in place you see big palace. He thought, did I lose my track? <laughs> but then he saw his wife coming out, surrounded by, dressed like a queen, surrounded by beautifully dressed maid servants. And so this is the reward that one receives when one serves the Lord and His eternal consort. So, <clears throat> and then all the arrangement was made, as I told, 20 Akshavini soldiers are arranged there. <clears throat> and in one corner, Balaram is there with the Jadu soldiers. So Rukmini went to the temple and she started to offer her prayers that 
that you are so kind and you fulfill everyone's desire. Especially when a young girl desires some husband, you are the shelter. So you know that I have accepted Krishna as my husband. So please allow me, please bless me that I can become his faithful wife. And then she came out like everyone was enchanted by her beauty when she came out of the temple. So they were all already, all the 20 Akshwini soldiers with their masters, they were somewhat dazed and bewildered. <laughs> Actually, what happened? Yogamaya. And then Krishna came, just breaking his line. He just ran, rode through the army line, enemy line. <coughs> and everyone was looking at Rukmini. <laughs> and then Krishna came and he just took Rukmini into his chariot and came back to his land. And everyone, then, then they came back to their senses. <laughs> when they heard uh, the Jadu soldiers are saying, Jai, Jai, now victory is ours, victory is ours. <laughs> so then, then they came back to their senses and so what happened? And then they attacked Krishna. So there was, you can well imagine, a terrible fight ensued. The city became, uh, uh, the streets became canals of blood uh, flowing through the whole city. So many people, so many soldiers died. But not a single one from Jerusalem's side lost his life. So that's again another advantage of being with Krishna. When you are with Krishna, victory is yours. Jatra Jogeshwara Krishna, Jatra Bhartha Tatra Shri Apulat Vijaya and Vriti, these are bound to be there. During the battle with Ravan also, Ramchandra was fighting with the monkey soldiers. Yes, many monkeys died. But then after the battle, what happened? Lord Ramchandra revived them all. They all came back to life. Even if somebody loses his life in service to Krishna, he will get his spiritual life back. So these are the benefits of becoming a devotee. So, <clears throat> in this way, uh, Rukmini was conquered by Krishna. All these kings were defeated. And you can well imagine the condition of poor Shishupal. <laughs> the poor guy, <laughs> decked up <laughs> to get married, <laughs> about to walk into that ceremony and now he gets the news that his bride has been stolen <laughs> by his worst enemy, Krishna. And Rukmini's brother Rukmi was furious when he got the news. So he arranged his army and said that I will either bring back my sister, otherwise I'll never come back to this palace. I'll never come back here. Then he went and challenged Krishna and Balaram. Return my sister, otherwise prepare for death. <laughs> so again, a fight ensued. And 
Balaram was fighting with the soldier, Krishna was fighting with Rukmi. And Krishna tied Rukmi, defeating him, he tied him up on the flagpole of his chariot. So when Balaram came, he said, Look, he's your brother. <laughs> Is this the way to treat your most intimate relative <laughs> right after marriage? <laughs> so let him, let him go. So Krishna did let him go. And Rukmini also was praying, please don't kill him. After all, he's my brother. So <clears throat> Krishna shaved him half his head with his sword. and let him go. His half of his head, half of his moustache was shaved. <laughs> Being humiliated, Rukmi went left and he didn't go back to the city. He created another capital for himself and settled down So then Krishna and Balaram came back to Dwarka and in the most pompous way, gorgeous way, the wedding took place and Krishna got married to his first wife, Rukmini. Gaur Premanande, Hare Hare Krishna. Okay, now I can see that everybody likes to hear love stories. <laughs> I'll tell you a few love stories this afternoon session. <laughs> Thank you. Srila Prabhupada. Yeah. <laughs>